Welcome to Japan according to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hey, 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 welcome to episode 90 of Japan according to Akio. Got a really meaty episode for you today, or this time around. I think you're really gonna like it. In the beginning, I give you some otaku news fresh off the you know, the skillet. You let you know what's going on there through my you know, otaku connections. Got some information if you didn't know that's hot, that's you know, hot on these otaku streets here in Japan. You know, some, some new construction, some gentrification action going on. Let you, of course, I go way deeper than necessary into the shit, but I think it's good, some good stuff to know. Then we get to the main event, which is relationship talk for me.、Uh, I give my two cents on meeting people.、I've, of course, my, since I'm a guy, you know, it's mainly,、uh, since I'm a straight guy, let me say that, it's mainly focused on, you know, nowadays, I gotta clarify that.、Um, <laughs> it's, um, it's mainly focused on,、um, you know, meeting Japanese women. But I think this. Advice or cultural advice is applicable to whoever you are and what, whoever you're into. So, especially you know, if you're coming to Japan, so give it a listen. I got some tips no matter who you are, where you are in life, or whatever your perspective is. I think it's some stuff that's going to be applicable for you. And let me know what you think. I haven't said it for a while. Hit the fucking like button, hit the subscribe button,、um, leave a comment somewhere, say it's the shit. If there's any episode where you owe it to me, this is the one. So, all right, y'all. <laughs> all right, y'all. Enjoy. What up? What up? What's going on? It's episode 90. We are back for another episode. I told you I was going to leave you guys on a cliffhanger, and we are ready to get to it. I think you're gonna have, we're going to have fun this time.、Uh, I prepared. Yes, yes, finally. I'm gonna start dishing the dirt. <laughs> We're gonna get into some relationship stuff this time around. And、um, I think it's gonna be fun. I, I have a couple of things. Not too, not too, we're not gonna go too deep, not gonna go too crazy. There's a bunch of information online. Some, some stuff I agree with, some stuff I don't agree with, but、um, we're gonna dabble a little bit into that. Before we get there, though,、um, if you listen to the previous episode, episode 89, again, it wasn't that long, but、uh, I. Alluded to something in a couple of articles I kind of skipped over and I saved for this episode when I had a little bit more time and you know to really elaborate. I wasn't rushing to get ready to go to work and stuff like that. But let, let me let me square this thing up. Let me.、Uh, so the first thing we, we just going to jump right into it, right? Nothing, nothing really special is happening. The weather's cooler here in Tokyo, it's really pleasant. pleasant. Right now, the Rugby World Cup has started a few、um, days ago. So that's cool.、Um, yeah, there, there was a match on tonight. You know, I'm not like a huge rugby, rugby fan. If it's on, I'll watch it. It's entertaining, especially when the stakes are high. It's entertaining to watch like, some of the bigger countries play and stuff. But there's a bunch of foreign people all over the place here.、Um, I personally don't really feel the, 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 what's the word?、Um, influx of foreign people like I thought I would. Probably because this time the Rugby World Cup is going to be is spread all over Japan. I, I, I want to say Korea too. But I think it's, it's spread all over Japan. I'm definitely sure about that. Sites all over the country. I mean,、um, so. It's not like centra- a centralized force of foreign people here, if you will. So that might be one of the reasons why I don't really feel any big change in what's going on, which I'm expecting for the Olympics, you know, which is just all like vast majority of it cent-、um, centralized here in Tokyo. So、um, that's just going to be fucking chaos. But, you know, this is, this is kind of a bit, it feels kind of normal. It's just some shit on TV. Um, might go do some rugby related shit tomorrow. Not quite sure. Just like for my son, take him somewhere. 
uh, where they got like some rugby events and stuff. But um, I might get a jersey. I'm thinking about that getting a Japanese jersey or, or some country's jersey. I don't know. Like, you know, I think it'd be cool just to have it. Rock it when I go back home every now and then. People are like, yo, what the fuck is that? I'm like, yo, this is that Tokyo. You don't know about that shit, man. <laughs> I'm thinking about doing it like that. But, um, you know. No alcohol again tonight. Uh, just well, I had a, a beer earlier, but not really drinking tonight. Uh, just got some water because I want to be fresh. Uh, even though, if you listen, you know um, I ramble more when I drink. So <laughs> it's probably a good thing I don't ramble since we're gonna be getting into some romance-related stuff, and I'm, I don't want to say something that might get me in trouble later on in life. So <laughs> keep that shit off wax. So, but please, I say. Some, mad shit on here that'll that'll probably get me in trouble later on in life so (laughs) like whatever (laughs) all right anyway um yeah yeah let's get into it so the first one but is is going to be um a couple of the the articles that i saved from last night the first one where is it i I just i just lost this shit yeah i saved it um from before i didn't really talk about it is if you are did i talk about this shit last night episode i fucking forgot whatever if i did my apologies i'll just talk about it really quickly but if you are a fucking pokemon fan i actually talked to one of my um students about the other day and um i watched pokemon when it first came out you if you if you're a long time listener you remember the story of me you know high after high after school one day when this shit came on tv and i was like what the fuck is this and you know i'm eating a sandwich i'm eating some snack and i'm just like yo Listen to the animals talk. Well, guess what? Ash fucking finally did it. If you don't know, now you know. If you've ever watched Pokemon in your life, then you know Ash, catch him. <laughs> His name is Sasuke here in Japan. But <laughs> Ash has been trying to fucking be the Pokemon champion for his whole goddamn life. <laughs> and apparently he did that shit. So if you go to... um. Soda News 24, which is another kind of Japan-related, one of the top Japan-related news slash blog sites here in or on the internet. The title is Pokemon's Ash Finally Wins a Pokemon Tournament Championship. And it is what it is. He fucking won that shit. I was talking to a, a fucking otaku student that I have. Um, he's like my otaku plug, basically. <laughs> I was just like, any otaku news or Star Wars related shit, like I'll just like, you know, read a headline or just know some basic information about shit. And I'll just like ask him like, yo, tell me everything. And he, you know, he just tell me all the shit in detail. I got like a... I got like a video game plug. I got like a Star Wars anime plug. I got Pokemon Go plug. I got like people in these streets. They got their ears to these otaku streets, you know. (laughs) So, I mean, I I have some information actually that I can't really talk about on this forum. um, Just because, you know, it could possibly get the person in trouble. But literally, you know... um, I'll just say, you know, uh, some information inside like major gaming companies. You know, that's like well, some of the, some of the shit that you can, inform, you know, interesting tidbits of information that you can get and pick up. Um, being here is, of course, of course, like nothing that's like gonna like blow your mind or anything like that. But you know, just just hearing someone who's like on. You know, hearing from someone directly who's uh, got their finger on the pulse of some shit that you know is going to be like all over the news in a couple of months is really fucking interesting. You know, um, so that that happens every now and then on a lot of different fronts, a lot of different, several different fronts, several different industries. Sometimes it happens in music, sometimes it happens in, you know, tech or gaming or politics or, you know, economics and stuff like that. So again, like I, it would be really fucked up for me for like, to take these confidential conversations and put them out on my podcast just to try and get some clout, which I'm not really going, which I'm not going to do. Sorry. But I mean, this is not really anything deep or technical anyway, just to block myself from accidentally doing that. I kind of tell the people like, look, don't tell me anything that's too deep or that's too, you know, no names, no dates, no fucking shit like that. Just give me some general shit. Like, you know, if we go into those type of topics, I, I purposely 
block the person as much as possible from telling me deep stuff just so that I don't put them them and myself in the position to say something you know that that might get either of either of us you know hemmed up one day and um yeah so that that's how I take it unless it's absolutely necessary like if I'm actually going deep into um someone's like business you know trying to help them out or I guess consulting, if you will, going deep into like their business, mainly communications consultant, going deep into like the inner workings of their company or their business relations to try and figure out what the problem is, give them a strategy, give them something they can use or whatever, whatever to to resolve an issue. Then I'll go deep into it. But but if not, like I'll, I'll just try and keep my sh- my face out, you know, keep out of it as much as possible. But anyway, so uh, yeah, I was talking to my Pokemon plug about Ash and he was giving me all the details and stuff. And he's like, yeah, the new Pokemon series is coming out in Japan. Um probably next week, you know, 29th. And he's thinking the streets is talking, the otaku streets is talking. And, you know, they're saying that, that um, there might be some major big sense. They don't know what was, what's going to happen now that he's won the championship. It is going to be some major shakeup in Pokemon somehow. You know, it might be, um, of course, he doesn't think they're going to get rid of Ash. Just if it was American, I'll tell him if it was an American show, they'll get rid of his ass. You know, he, even though he's been, on this fucking show for like 22 years and been like 10 years old the whole goddamn time. But apparently like it doesn't look like they're going to get rid of him, but they might be some shakeup to the storyline or something like that. It should be interesting. If you really give a fuck about that, please dig deep into it and be on the lookout probably in another week, week and a half, the end of this month, there'll be news kind of hitting the airwaves about that shit. Like, if it's if it, if it, if it's big enough news, I'm, you know, I'll I'll look at a headline or two. I might just out of general curiosity see what the fuck is going on, and I might share it with you guys if possible. Or next time, you know, I talk to the dude, get all the information. I might just like share it with you guys. You just you know, I don't know. So, I don't know. But anyway, I thought I just thought it was kind of interesting. But all right, so something else that's coming on, which I think again is more in the, in the otaku vein. Similar, same thing from Solar Twenty Four News is um, I saw some pictures of it on another website, I believe. But Japan's first dedicated esports hotel. You heard it right. Japan's first dedicated esports hotel to open this spring with three full floors of gaming gear. This one some from Solar News Twenty Four. The pictures of the place is just neon over the all over the goddamn place. It's a whole big ass neon building, basically. <laughs> you know, gaming equals neon, I guess. Like that's that's kind of what's going on. So, um, yeah, the, just from some of the images I saw, it looks like you know they got of course high tech consoles all over the goddamn place and. And fucking, you know, consoles in your room. You can play fucking Fortnite all night if you want to. And you and I guess they got gaming rooms and, and fucking lobbies and shit and all over the place is what they're going to have. And so they're just, I, I, again, I didn't go too deep into it because I, I've, I'm a retired gamer. I, I'm, I check what's going on in the gaming community every now and then. I might even watch like a gameplay video every now and then just so that I don't need to play the game. Like I can just get my feel, get my fix. Like, okay, that looks fucking cool as shit. I'm done. Like I don't really need to play it, you know? So um, that's how I do things just to save myself the 40 plus hours of playing, you know, Dark Souls or some shit like that. I'll just like watch 10 minutes of someone else playing it. All right, that looks cool. And then, or maybe just watch a summary of the storyline and then, or watch the ending, you know, the cutscene ending, and then like, okay, I'm I'm good. So that's that's kind of what I do every now and then if I get the itch to to game. But but yeah, um, you know, I, so I don't really know what area is this hotel is gonna be in, but I would imagine, you know, if there's one coming up, there's gonna be more of them popping up. Akihabara would be too for me too much of a blatant choice in Akihabara is pretty overly developed I would say you know it might be on the outskirts of of, of one of those major areas if you want to know what's going on in, t- in Tokyo I laugh I tell my wife like Tokyo's getting gentrified actually <laughs> I'm like it's happening to y'all too haha because <laughs> you know if you're black and you live in any major city in the developed world you know what gentrification is it's probably you know um knocking on your fucking door right now, right? <laughs> Which is damn sure kick down the door in Washington DC. But um 
but 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 you know the same kind of thing I see is happening in Japan in a very Japanese way where the old is really being ushered out in this kind of new Tokyo type of shit is really popping off and it's funny because I can actually kind of see I'm, I'm curious to see how it's going to develop over the next like several decades because I plan to be here that long but you know when I'm an old man I just hope I'm I'm planning to be on the right side of this shit that like um it could it really could turn into like some you know shit from like Akira where you have like a serious um economic divide separating the haves and the have-nots and you have you know the shiny city um and on the other side of the tracks is really like not I wouldn't say probably wouldn't be lawless lawless like that but it wouldn't be as you know glitzery and glamoury if you will you know or, or it was areas that have been underdeveloped if you will and because that's what's happening inside the Tokyo for example inside the Tokyo city limits not only inside the Tokyo city limits, city limits but the suburbs of Tokyo well is, have have really been going through this stages of um modernization gentrification like like uh i said before and really money is really flowing into it from again for me personally after studying central banking policy it's all trickled down from central banking policy because of the loose money um you know all you, you guys have no idea how much central banking affects everything i'm not going to preach on it now but I, just, I would just encourage you to really um if you're not up on economics really look into like the ups and downs of the economy don't happen by chance you know it is for a you know very much so influenced by central banking policy and um that's why you hear me talking about like what's what's the japanese government going to do what's the bank of japan going to do just researching how money is made or what the policy in your country what the policy of your central bank are are and you know going back in time and just putting you know i mean now we have youtube we have the internet you it doesn't take like rocket science to really um track down some of this information you know look at a, a couple of charts watch a couple of that's what i did look at a couple of charts watch a couple of documentaries when you hear someone say something interesting pause that shit go google it look at some graphs and, and piece the story together yourself not only just based on people's opinion because a lot of documentaries and stuff can be kind of slanted one way or the other but you know really like that's why I, I that's what i did that's took like several months of my life like just being like okay what the fuck is going on and yeah, stop, stop the tape and go check some shit out. And it just takes a second. Have your phone on you while you're watching something, and, and and the picture becomes quite clear about how central banking policy affects society in general, the ups and downs of society. But anyway, so because of the loose central banking policy here in Japan, I think a lot of that money is pretty sure a lot of the money is flowing into real estate and real estate development and things like that. Uh, of course, you know, the the um, Olympics and other, all these other major events are helping as well. So, like, you know, construction is, is, is something, basically, it's just an easy way for a government to basically stimulate the economy. Stimulate, you know, construction jobs, big construction companies, money, that's kind of where brick and mortar is kind of a, an easy way for government to kind of stimulate the economy and keep it going. So... That's what's been happening, and we have and we have like these huge, like twenty year projects and and thirty year projects and all these hills and uh, I think I saw something the other day that like the biggest um fucking tower is gonna be built somewhere here in Tokyo and like you know um it, you know casino projects and waterfront renovations and it's just a bunch of shit happening and. I forgot why I'm talking about this, but <laughs> I totally got lost in my topic. But but the point is, like, um, why the fuck am I talking about? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Duh. Oh, sorry. I remember. Sorry. I got I got completely sidetracked. But anyway, the point is, like, it doesn't, like, that hotel doesn't need to be in, for example, Akihabara anymore because a lot of the previously underdeveloped areas, you know, the established areas have been 
developed to death, there's very little room for improvement. So it's kind of leaching out into the previously underdeveloped areas that might be 10 minutes away, 15 minutes away. They're also, the eyes on them now. So a lot of old buildings, old structures, houses, old neighborhoods, pretty much is what gentrification does is getting, you know, wiped out, torn down and rebuilt, you know, more modern apartment buildings, um, you know, shopping complexes and, and these type of projects and shit like that. Ginza six, if you Google Ginza six, for example, I don't, I, I, I'm not there on the weekend, so I don't know. But on a weekday, I'm like, how the fuck are y'all making money on this shit? Cause well, I mean, I know how the builders are making money, but like the shops, I'm like, God damn, like shit. Like, you know, it's not that crowded, but just the mystique of being there is something that companies are going to pour their money into. Now, don't get me wrong. On a weekend, I, again, I don't go against on the weekend. On a weekend, I imagine that place is just fucking swarmed with people. But I go there on a the weekday. I mean, Uniqlo is doing big business 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But some of the other places I, I don't see, you know, I've seen them being developed so much. And there's going to be people lining up, shops and businesses lining up to be there just to, to have a presence, you know, on that main vein. But sometimes I'm like, y'all could be doing this a different way. But, you know, it's Japan, like, whatever. People just go with the main shit. But the point is, like... um, yeah, I don't know where that e-learning, e not e-learning, that's what I do, e, um, e-sports hotel is going to be, but, you know, if it's not in an easily recognizable area, that's totally fine, too, because those are going to be up, those are up-and-coming areas, but I would imagine it's going to be in or near an established area like Shibuya, probably Akihabara, might be too blatant, you know, but um, Shinjuku or something like that. But yeah, so anyway, check it out if you're interested in that type of shit. You know, um, it was a pretty cool read. So that's that. All right, now, now it's time for Dr. Love. Hold, hold on, let me get some drink. Mm. And I decided to talk about this because I was looking at another article. Again, I was just scrolling through Solar News 24. And here's the article. It's... um. Do Japanese people kiss on the first date? Survey investigates, right? So this is how I'm going to start off with this, right? And I didn't read the article. I just I just saw one chart, and I'll just tell you. No. Okay. <laughs> no. If you're dating, and this is for mainly for guys and probably for women too, um, foreign women, foreign people dealing with Japanese people in Japan, um, or even if they come visit your country, my advice would be do not try to kiss the person on the first date. I might not even try to hold hands on the first date, you know, um, just because like Japanese people in general, and again, from my, my experience, my perspective are very, very shy. And if you, in the overarching trend of, of Japanese culture in general is not only in, in romance, not only in in every aspect of life is for how to explain this things are not cool until they're cool put it like that right things are not acceptable until they're acceptable right and, and it goes with the mood it goes with the atmosphere it goes with those kind of things like this is something that i think western people really struggle with and, but it's an extreme, but if you can get comfortable in understanding this skill and reading Japanese people is will help you so much in this culture. You, you heard me previously talking about on the train, like if something's wrong or something, some crazy shit happens. I don't look at the person; I look at the people around that person to really, you know, soak up game on how that. When I was really starting to get into understanding like Japan and Japanese society about like ten something years ago. It's, it corresponded when I started really getting into studying Japanese, but um, yeah, that really helped out a lot. And this is, you know, and atmosphere and mood and feeling is something that's really important. I'm not talking like if you're going back to relationships. I'm not talking about like lighting the candles, making the mood like that. What I'm saying is when it's like fucking fucking. I don't know, like bird migration for the winter. You 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 know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's like a random example, but it it is really like 
the atmosphere in Japan is like bird migration for the winter. Somehow, the birds just know the wind blows a certain way, and all the birds just know, okay, time to fly south. Like they just know, right? There's nobody says something. It's not like an announcement. It's just a feeling that permeates that it's time to roll, you know. And then someone makes one bird starts like, oh fuck it, it starts flying, and everyone else just starts flying. Like I don't really know exactly how it works, but it's kind of like that here in Japan. Nothing overt, you know, it's something overt would actually ruin the atmosphere in Japan. So it's not like if a guy, I'm a guy, so I'm going to use the example of a guy. It's not like, you, you, of course, you can do things to kind of influence the atmosphere in Japan, but you can't push the atmosphere in Japan. If you push the atmosphere in Japan, you ruin the atmosphere. Does that make sense? I hope it does. I'll say it one more time. Like, you can influence the atmosphere in Japan, but you can't push the atmosphere. If you push the atmosphere, you'll ruin the atmosphere. And the atmosphere in Japan is like a fucking newborn baby. It needs to be protected. Like that is the most precious thing in Japan is the fucking atmosphere, the kooky. You know, you got to fucking protect that shit and you got to keep it stable, keep it warm, keep it safe. You know, no diaper rash on that motherfucker. Like, you know what I'm saying? Keep pacifier in his mouth and make sure nothing disturbs the kooky. Because if the kooky starts crying and freaking out, it's game over for any situation, um, for a party, for a date, for a conversation, for uh, dealing with your coworkers, like whatever you're talking about, like you gotta, you know, not rock the boat on the kooky. And, and bringing it back to dating, that's a really important thing. That's what I mean, like, from my experience, like a girl, a woman, generally speaking, you have, I'm, I'm you know, I... Okay, okay. I will say, you know, I've never had a one night stand in Japan. Let me say that, right? I've never had a one night stand in Japan. And so I'll put that in a separate category just because, like, it's something I can't really speak on, you know. Um, but if you're talking about someone you're dating or hanging out with, more than one night if you're getting drunk you know you're talking about something different than like getting drunk in a bar and trying to hit a home run you know like that's i think a totally different process and i think i've said it before too with that type of shit if that's the type of shit you're on like i really don't tell you i'm just not in the place of life to really be dealing with that type of shit but i would say for people who are on that type of time just as far as age whatever you are i'm not judging at all do your thing but whether you're, you know, male or female, man or woman in between, whatever, like, that's cool with me. Um, I, people who are on that type of time, my advice would be don't listen to any advice, right? Because a lot of times, like, from my experience and from what I've seen and heard, if you go into, okay, if you know nothing about Japanese culture and you go in with preconceived notions of Japanese culture, automatically you're, you know, you're at a disadvantage because what, you know, you're taking someone else's, like even me, you're taking someone else's word for it, um, but you don't know if it's true, accurate, it works for that person or if it's something true in general. And a lot of the shit that I hear is not true. Like, I'm even talking, like, sometimes I peep in on the one-night stand, hitting home runs type of shit that's out there in Japan. Like, I'm not going to name names. Like, um, there is some content that I stumbled upon. I don't forgot how I got there. You know, just going down the rabbit hole to YouTube. Found it, like, that I fundamentally disagree with, you know. Um, I won't talk about it in detail, but, you know, just the, one of the type of dude I am, even if I'm, if, even if when I was younger and was on that type of time, how I rolled, for example. I mean, I've heard stories of people who roll a certain way, you know, and just my personal morals and stuff like that. I mean, I'm, again, I'm not going to get in deep into it, but. I, my philosophy on, you know, approaching women is not like a certain kind of yo, like pushy kind of way. I mean, 
you know, I'm like a confident dude, but I just not really never been that kind of pushy type of person. So, um, what should we call it? You know, like for me, I'm not about the main, most important thing for me when I go when I go out, even when I was younger and single, it was just not putting points on the board. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to like play the game, put it like that, right? So, but anyway, um. Whoa, I see I'm getting lost. What, what I was trying to say. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People who are on that type of time. So if, if you go in with these preconceived notions from what someone else has told you or what you've seen online, which edited videos, you know, doctored videos, like people who even, again, without trying to shit on anybody, even if they were successful at the shit that they were doing, like the caliber of people that they're being successful with is not really up to snuff, pretty like that. Like, um, not at all up to snuff. Like if you just come to Japan, just like try to put numbers on the board, do whatever you, you think will get you there. But you know what I'm saying? Like if, you know what I'm saying? Like if you actually care about what you're doing, then that type of shit I would really just dis- not discourage you from doing, but yeah, okay, I'll just fucking discourage you. It's just a better just better ways to come to Japan and enjoy your time than, you know, um patrolling the streets like, you know, looking for somebody to fucking sleep with, in my opinion. Like, you know what I'm saying? You there's other ways to get to Shangri La, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to do it that way. Like, um, but Hey, some hey, whatever. Some people are like that, so whatever. I I can't judge, knock anyone. Like you know, if that's what makes you happy, cool, do it. But um, for people who, for example, going out, you know, looking to talk to someone, meet someone, whatever. My advice is like, don't listen to anyone's advice. Go out there, figure it out yourself. Because a lot of times, what will happen is, your if you go with like what you think things are like in Japan. You actually boxed yourself in because you have parameters and rules that you've kind of established for yourself. Like, okay, Japanese people are like this and Japanese people do this, so I have to do da 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 da. So you're already like adjusting to to something that you don't really know is true or not. You know what I'm saying? But if you go in blind, basically, like you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And so you're just feeling yourself around in the dark and you'll figure it out. And sometimes because of the atmosphere, sometimes because someone you know the other i'll just say another person because they can see you blindly feeling yourself around they might even think that is an attractive quality in you like oh wow this person hasn't been around tokyo they don't know what's going on they haven't been running through you know what i'm saying like people left and right wow like maybe i can actually open up to this person or maybe let me grab them before like someone else gets a hold their hands on them is another thing that happens as well too so um that's my advice for people who are new but now if you're talking about the the or who are looking for that side if you're talking about like actually getting to know someone dating and stuff like that i'll i'll will refer you back to that article once again which is uh do japanese people kiss on the first date survey investigates from sola s-o-r-a news 24 Basically, um, from the survey, 33% kissed on the third date. Second was actually, what, 27% kissed on the first date. And 18% kissed on the second date. And damn. uh, 14% kissed on the fifth date. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of a lot, but um, and then three percent kiss when they got married, but that's kind of weird. This might be a f- outlier or something. But from my experience, and I think the third date feels nat- most natural. Again, again, like the first date, kissing on the first date might be a peck. Like I like a standard date. I would be surprised to see like a Japanese girl French kiss someone on the first date. I would be like, whoa, that's that's not some normal shit here. Third date, like actual a serious makeout session. Yeah, like that doesn't happen. And, and okay, I'll I'll tell you a story from me. Like the 
first or second girl I dated here. Like I, I remember, I, I can't remember. I remember two. Um, and I forgot which one I dated first. Okay, I remember the first. Yeah, the first girl I did. I forgot where I met this chick, right? But you know, I was twenty two. I believe she was in college. She was. She was a little bit. She, thinking back, she was. I didn't know anything about Japanese women at the time. You know, um, of course, couldn't speak a word of Japanese. She really couldn't speak any Japanese. Uh, I think she might. I can't. I, I'm trying. I'm. It's, it's fucking fifteen years ago. Whatever. Anyway, one one of them. So, um, I, we went out somewhere for. I took a fucking Oeno Park or some shit like that. I'm just walking around at night and, you know, and I, the one thing I remember from from this is I remember holding this chick's, trying to hold this chick's hand because we're, I was like, hey, we'll take a walk in the park. It'll be romantic. You know, like she she was clearly like, you know, maybe never had a boyfriend before, really shy and you know, Wendell Park is not the most romantic place to do this shit at. <laughs> but I didn't know anything about Tokyo at the time. And, you know, I wanted, I think I had never gone to Wendell Park or something like that. And I just wanted to go there. And so she was like, I'll go with you or some shit like that. And I was like, all right, cool, let's do it. And, um, and yeah, so we just fucking walk around the park at night. And it's all dark and shit. And, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, it's romantic. I'm about to walk her by the lake and hold her hands and shit. And, you know, kiss her you know you know this is what i'm thinking is gonna happen and you know because in my western state of mind like my 22 year old western mind frame you know i don't know what the fuck i'm doing and so i remember trying to like hold her hand and she just would not let me hold her hand at all and i was just like what the fuck is going on like you know i'm just like come on like just chill like it's okay relax like you know and now that i think about it i can understand like she probably was so nervous because she liked me and you know like some girls who it depends like but generally speaking there's a certain type of girl here who if they actually do like someone would curl up into a ball like a fucking like a fucking dung beetle not a dung beetle what's it? like a pill bug is what i'm thinking of my fucking son loves pill bugs now um they'll curl up like a pill bug basically you know um because if they like someone because out of embarrassment for being you know liking someone or whatever whatever so probably i was just embarrassing the fuck out of her trying my best to hold her hand trying to put my arm around her and she's just like looking down curling up like uh, smiling or whatever and i'm just like what the fuck is wrong with her <laughs> I'm totally confused. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is happening here? You know, I'm like, I thought she liked me. What the fuck? And, <laughs> and like, I just remember at one point in the date, like, um, I for, again, this is the only thing I remember from this. Like, we walked by like some lake, and again, it's probably a dirty ass lake, but in my mind, it's like perfect romantic spot. We by the water, yeah, no one's around. Perfect chance for me, to, you know, you know, give me. Lick my lips, get my LL Cool J lips ready. Mm, 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 about to kiss her, you know. <laughs> and I tried to kiss this girl, and she just like put her head like in her collarbone and was just like, uh, like you know, smiling and just like, you know. And, and I'm I'm like, it's okay, relax. It's gonna be all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, try to be all smooth, like it's cool, just just relax, you know. And she just like, uh, 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 uh. and I'm just like, man, fuck this shit. I gotta get this chick out of here, you know. <laughs> it's just wasting my time. And you know, I forgot what we did after that. But needless to say, that was my last date with her. But looking back on it, like I made several key mistakes when when actually trying to date. A girl who's not like a party girl, you know, like a just a regular Japanese girl. One, it was the first date. So, um, again, like trying to overtly like hold hands or do anything like romantic gestures would not be the best move, in my opinion. Like, again, if you're trying to actually like um, date someone. You know, just because because Japanese people are shy, it takes time for them to open up to you and 
Um, and I would say that goes for guys as well, too. Like, you know, yeah, the, your average Japanese dude, unless he actually has experience dating foreign women, might not, is probably not going to um, make a move on you the first date at all. Like, I, you know, either that, I would say two ways. Either, um, again, this is, I don't really know. But just from what I've heard from foreign women dating guys and just my feeling, younger Japanese guy, two ways, either would be very shy and not make a move at all or be overly aggressive in a weird way. Not like in like a rapey kind of way, but just in like an overly confident kind of way, like a creepy kind of weird, like, yo, what are you doing? Chill the fuck out kind of way. Um of course, women always, you know, be aware of your surroundings and, and protect yourself, whatever, you know, but just because um, I would imagine like a Japanese guy, one might be intimidated on one side, might be intimidated by dating, being on a date with a foreign woman if he's never been on a date with one or the other side, he might be like, I got one. Like he might be like, Ash, catch him. Like I got him. <laughs> I got the Pikachu, you know, <laughs> I got the blonde hair Pikachu, <laughs> you know? So, so, um, in that case, he might be like overly excited and like overcompensate based on his preconceived notions of how foreign people are movies, TV shows, you know, stuff like that. And actually over, you know, extend himself, if you will, you know, trying to be the man, trying to be macho, trying to be in control of the situation. And it comes out kind of like a weird kind of way, you know, not knowing just how to chill and be yourself. Um, Japanese guys who have either lived abroad, been around foreign people a lot, or just um, dated foreign women before, then you would kind of get, I think, a better, more you know, acceptable kind of balance between the two things. So if you, for the ladies, you know, if I would say if you come to Japan, you're talking to a guy, you're interested in him, you might want to ask him if he's dated uh, foreign women before, has he ever had like, a foreign girlfriend? And watch his reaction to will be something. Like, because that's a question that I don't think a typical Japanese guy would expect, especially one who can speak English. And you know, you know when a guy's like bullshitting, right? And my spidey sense would tell me that if you randomly, you know, not like threatened, like, yo, you ever dated foreign woman before? But like, you know, in the course of the conversation, like ask him, um, I think either he'll tell the truth and be like, no, and might be a little bit embarrassed or shy by it, or either will lie about it. And but the lie will be so again if he's overcompensating trying to look cool it'll be kind of blatant to see from his body language to kind of you'll be able to tell like you ain't fucking date nobody you know the fuck you talking doing and you can kind of take it from there so for the ladies that might be you know again asking on the first date or possibly yeah probably first date yeah just so that you know who you're dealing with might be a good strategy for you again I'm not a woman I've never never dated a Japanese dude but. Just from this culture, that might be a good idea for you. But again, if you're just going out to like have some fun and, and you know, hey, dude, then I don't know. What to do. I'll say just don't follow any advice and just go wing it, you know. But um, but yeah. So that that first situation happened. Now uh, another person I dated early on when I came into Japan. This situation was a little bit different. I. Again, I won't give too much detail, right? But um, I remember I went on a few dates with this girl when I when I first got here, um, who I met just met randomly. Right? <laughs> I won't say how, I won't say where, but <laughs> but I again met this girl, and she was a few years older than me actually. So I was twenty two, she was twenty six, and um, and I mean, but she 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 looked like my age you know um she, she was cute i still remember what she looked like <laughs> but anyway um what happened so the first, i remember like i got her number and the first date we went out on i was fucking confused right because <laughs> the thing is she couldn't speak 
English at all, right? And I couldn't speak Japanese at all. So, and this is before smartphones. This is before, like, you know, Google Translate, before any of that shit. So it was rough. Like, she had, like, an electronic dictionary. You know, <laughs> you know, I don't know what the fuck. But I was like, hey, I'm an English teacher. Relax. I got you. <laughs> It was like on that type of shit. And, you know, I'm fucking 22, man. Like, you know, you know how it is. So I'm fresh out of college. Like, come on now. So it was, that was, those are the times. So, like, the first date, though, um, you know, I'm like, yeah. I think, it, again, she might have been the one. The, I can't remember who, which one of these. This is like one, the, one, the first couple of date, women, like, I met in Japan. And, um, but so what happened basically was like I fucking um she was like hey come to this place meet me here you know and now I know that area very well but at the time I had no fucking clue where I was and so like we she basically took me to an izakaya a small izakaya that she used to work at so she was really cool with the the master who's like the chef there. Um, and I think another person who worked there was her friend too. And they're like, you know, they can kind of speak a little bit of English. So like they're asking me all these English questions and we're having this weird conversation. And I'm like, I'm thinking like, yo, I'm here to fucking chill with you. You got me here talking to the fucking dude behind the counter like across the room and shit and like you know like what the fuck is going on <laughs> you know and and I just remember over the course of the night just being like really confused and at the end I remember at the end of the date asking her like yo is this was this a because I felt a little bit used actually you know at the time again I don't know what's going on and so I thought like, yo, she's using me for English? Like, uh, is this? And so I was like, is this a, I, I kind of was like, yo, is this an English lesson? Was this an English lesson or a date? And she, and she kind of was like, oh, a date, date, you know? And I was like, oh, okay. You know, so um, I don't remember how the date ended, but definitely didn't kiss her. Um, the second time we went out, though, was we went to an izakaya, which is a Japanese-style restaurant, and we had a private room together, right? So it was just me. The second date, I remember, like, meeting her, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is going to happen? Like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, because I, I didn't know. But when I remember, like, um, going into the private room of the izakaya, uh, and I was like, oh, I can get into this shit, you know. And me, I'm I'm young. I'm like, you know, talking to her, trying to snuggle up close to her. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know I'm like, yeah, we got private room. What's up? <laughs> you know, she's like, yo, chill. You know, but but we had a good time drinking and talking, whatever. And and you know, um, I don't think I think I tried to kiss her on the second date. You know, because I was like, oh, we got a private room. No one's here. And she was kind of like a little bit nervous. Like, hey, hey, you know. not. I mean, I'm not like being all creepy or anything. But, you know, during the course of the night, we're drinking, we're talking, we're making little jokes and, you know, like telling me like stupid conversation stuff. Like, what's this drink? And she's like, mm, emo. I'm like, oh, what, what, emo. And she pulls out a little dictionary and types it in. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> You know, and it's like sweet potato. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. That's why. That's not to my mouth. Um, I, I think she. I remember it was sweet potato, but um, fuck, I forgot. Was it? Yeah. It was. It's like a special kind of potato, but um, cause yeah, it's emo. Like it's like a special kind of potato, like. A category of potato here so she was drinking emo jochu and i remember and i tasted oh that's good and she's like yay and you know she's excited and it's like you know because like we're communicating you know kind of stuff um that's kind of how like dates go if there's like a big language difference um and so that was good and then 
after that, you know, we I think I'll, I'll just say after the, the third time we met, I got a kiss. Let me I'll just stop there. Okay, <laughs> let me say that the third time we met, I got a kiss. But you can you can kind of see like um, one, two, three. Like the the very big difference between the first date and the third date, you know what I'm saying? Like it is night and day. So my so that's why I like seeing that the third date I think is kind of the magic number. If you if you're if you're are dating, that would be my my advice for you and for a foreign person as well. Like just wait for the fucking third date. Like. First date, don't expect anything. And remember, especially if you're younger, um, thinking back on it, like, remember I was 22. Remember my advice where, especially if you're under 25, subtract five to seven years from the the age of the person that you're dealing with. So I think this girl, like the first one who I went to Wayno Park with, I believe she was... 21 or something like that so if you subtract seven years it really felt like i was dating like a 14 year old girl like no joke that's how it felt like i was like the police coming to get me for doing this shit like what's going on you know but (laughs) and the 26 year old one she felt more like she was about my age a little bit younger you know um like around 20 or something or like late teens kind of it kind of felt like that type of date she didn't feel like she was way older than me just you know um and that's just the way things are you know so um that's my love advice okay uh and the article i think is you know might be interesting for you so check that one out all right all right Ooh, see, we got we got a nice little lengthy bit of time. Told you a few stories. Um, is there anything else that I want to go over? No, I'm gonna wrap things up here. Mainly, yeah, it was the, the kissing one and allowed me to reminisce way back in the day on like my first couple of dates, the fiascos that were my first couple of dates in Japan, and then. You know, a bit while a, a while later after that, I was blessed to meet my wife and fall in love and all that shit with a whole bunch of other ups and downs included. You know, but you know, in the whole course of my life changed. Yay! So uh, hopefully that was helpful for you. We got a bunch in there. Pretty meaty podcast today. I'm a little embarrassed for telling some of those stories, but you know, it's all good. That's what the podcast is for, right? All right, so let me get on out of here, you guys. Thanks for listening, as always, and I'll holler at you later. Peace.